You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Yee-haw! Actually, one day we're going to change that. We'll let Al do the yee-haw, and I'll do the okay, Al. Okay. <laughs> You'd hurt yourself. In that order. All righty. Hello, everybody, and welcome. <laughs> it's another episode of Dave's Corner Garage. Must be over a thousand shows already. I mean, serious. Who's counting? I, don't, I forgot. I don't count. <laughs> anyways, today we're going to have uh, guests in the studio. Not anyways, but happy to have them. Trevor Hutchison from Crown, usually known as the Crown Prince, but we're not allowed to say that either. <laughs> uh, good morning, Trev. How are you? Good morning, David. Yeah, it's been quite a while since you've been with us. It has. Yeah, great product. He's and on the road. He's a busy guy. Yeah, you're still driving the same truck. How long have you had that thing? Uh, I am on eight years now. And mileage? Uh, 275,000. Wow, that's that's quite a bit of time. You know how many hours that is behind the wheel? It's a lot of hours behind the wheel. Look at his hands. <laughs> Look at his hands. Bloodshot uh, eyes. Terry Lopson. We you know Terry from the classic car auction. And that's coming up June the 1st. And we're giving away pairs of tickets today for you folks to join us. What happens is you go to what's called the Will Call Desk. The tickets are not at the studio. They're at the Will Call Desk at the site. You just go there. It's the booth beside the booth where you pay. And they're going to ask your name. Yes, and phone number. There you go. And we're going to ask that, too. When you uh, call in, you stay on the line if you want the tickets, and Sebastian will take down your name and phone number. And they're good for the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, these are VIP tickets. They're worth a few bucks. VIP. Al Al got the VIP tickets first. Yes. Yeah. It's good stuff. Sketch lip. Ed from the Coalition of Challenge Drivers. This is actually folks that have driving in a wheelchair or driving, uh, just have hand controls and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. There's uh, up something that's upcoming and new. We're not going to tell you exactly what, but we will be talking to Ed a little bit later. So especially if you are disabled or you know someone who is, you want to make sure that they're listening later on. Yeah, it's an important part of, uh, of driving vehicles around in Ontario. And uh, Trevor said he's going to give away some stuff today. Uh, we'll leave the discretion up to him, but it could be a treatment, or it could be something new which they're doing is a car care kit. Yeah, since the weather's turned better now, people are out uh, getting their cars yeah. washed up, cleaned up for the summer, so uh, we got uh, a fantastic car care kit, so I think we're going to give a few of those away. Look, I would, yeah, he's giving away a pail of water. How exciting can that get? Seriously. <laughs> uh, pail is optional. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'll come along and wash the vehicle for them. How Don't, say that? That. Don't say that. No. <laughs> On June 16th. Yeah, June 16th is your big day, right? Yeah, wash for a wish? It's our wash for a wish. You're going to get that guy from Burlington going, I'm going to beat you again this you year. You will. Yeah, well, 
Josh, what did you collect last year? Uh, we were over $75,000. Man, that's going to buy a couple of trips to Disneyland. It will. Anyways, we'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, live and somewhat clear. Alan, take us out. This is it. You got a car care question? By all means, give us a call. And by the way, if you hear some noise in the background, it is Doors Open Toronto Week, so you may hear some little pitter-patter. You don't look like the guy on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I thought you're a lot taller. Yeah, look at, look at the Walmart shorts in this that guy This is Dave's Dave. Corner Garage. No, we'll be right Walmart. back. They they are. And they're clean, These too. are from Eat. Just shine them up. All ready. Are you going to take this, Stephen, or what? No. We are right back. We're right back with Alan, Dave's new shorts. They're nice. <laughs> we may have to adjust the volume. I have to worry about the guy who was interested in my shorts. <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, you go to a golf course. Who is a Caddyshack, right? Yeah, All right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You, this, you would have I to think put, that's the Rodney Dangerfield yeah, outfit he's got, got on. That look, <laughs> and you would need, you'd need about four sunglasses that are dark ones to get through and see him. I'm Over wearing here. a red shirt and pla- white plaid shorts. I should have been wearing a plaid shirt. <laughs> That would have disappeared. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> Anyways. get the shorts crowned or something like that. Okay. like a test pattern. I need yeah. a gravel, so Trevor, I'll vomit. let's talk about the uh, Wash for a Wish. Okay, so this this is our uh, kind of preeminent annual event uh, where uh, all of our crown dealers uh, in North America work to raise money for, you know, there's a lot of amazing charities out there. Yeah. Um, Wash for a Wish uh, is linked with the Children's Wish Foundation, which is... Very close to a lot of our our crown head office staff's heart, our dealers' hearts, because they've had children that have been uh, impacted uh, either directly by it or family members have been affected by it. Uh, And so what we do is we do an annual car wash to raise funds uh, so that we can send a couple of families with their uh, very deserving children wherever they want to go. Wherever they, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you an example. One that happened this year uh, is there was, there was a young boy up in Newmarket, and his dream, he's a huge Blue Jays fan, and so uh, he had an opportunity to meet Devin Travis, and uh, Children's Wish sent him down to uh, Dunedin uh, for spring training, and he got a chance to meet Devin Travis, and the I got to tell you that it's so touching. The family wrote back emails all through the uh, adventure to let us know what had happened, and it was just it was so oh, nice. so touching. And so it's, you know, if if uh, if, if you're not moved to kind of help out at that point, uh, you know, I I, th- I think uh, your your heart would be a little hard, right? But it's yeah, the, the, the impact it has on the kids, but also their families. You know, anybody. I think that's, one of the advantages also is the folks that are doing it yeah. feel like they're doing something for somebody that needs help. Yeah. Right. So every one of your your stores, which are your co partners. End up doing something that can, can kind of gel their their company and help. Yeah, it's it's so true. And the nice part is is that uh, the way their charity works is that if uh, say we're doing work in in southwestern Ontario or Niagara region, say in Niagara Falls, uh, the funds that are raised there stay within that region oh. to help. So they don't go to Montreal or to Vancouver. If it's done in Ottawa, the money stays there to to help ones there as well. I like that. Yeah. So when's it coming up again? Uh, it's on Saturday, June 16th. Right. How long does it go for? Uh, well, that's that's the interesting thing is that some of our outlets start at 6 in the morning, mm. uh, and they will run as long as people are lined up. And uh, we, we've got a number of them that will literally be going out door-to-door in their neighborhood in the week leading up to it to invite people out, hey, local I've businesses. I've been there, and it's raining, and the guys are washing their because, cars yeah. just to, to do it. And sometimes people just pull up. 
Put the money in and, and go. I think you should take your shorts there with a couple pails. You want my shorts right and help now? Them. No. Them no. <laughs> no. That would be somewhat awkward. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money we could raise if you were out there with those shorts <laughs> washing vehicles? I have to tell you my philosophy. Whatever's right. on top. You know, whatever the next piece of clothing is, that's what I wear. I don't really plan all this. Well, you got lots of calls coming up. So if you get uh, you got any questions about getting your car ready for uh, spring, summer, it is like the most important time of the year, really, to get your uh, car rest proof, isn't it? It is. Why but, is that? Well, when you've looked at, at look at our winter this year, we really have had no spring, Crazy. right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, even as late as the end of April, we still had winter type weather. Right, yep. and so what happens is, is all the the de-icing materials that have been put on the road, you know, we're still on the road as it warms up. The moisture activates them, and that's why this time of year is really the best time of year to actually well, get your vehicle Look at the potholes. I mean, it's the worst I've ever seen. Potholes. Just a few. I mean, I could not drive the smart car until just recently because it doesn't go through the pothole. It goes under the pothole on the other side. <laughs> I took the QEW out to Hamilton this week, and there are some ruts that are miles long. Yeah. And it's like, and you got a truck right up your uh, <clears throat> bumper, and uh, they don't want to move. And it's crazy. So, in a tr- interesting yeah. time of the year. It really is. As a matter of fact, it's almost June, and uh, we're still doing winter tires. You're still doing that. Yeah, I got to bring mine up next week. Yeah, yeah. Not to put them on, Steve. Take them off. <laughs> well, I know that. Okay. <laughs> You've still got your winter tires on? Yes, I do. Shame on you. I know. Shame on you. <laughs> I'll trade you for some shorts. <laughs> All right. We've got deal. lots of calls to get to. We've got lots of calls to get to with Trevor, who's in it for the full hour. Plus, everybody who calls up has a chance to win tickets for the collector car auction, which is happening next weekend at the International Center. You can only get them here on Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Yeah, we'll come back. We're going to talk to Dave who has a rust-proofing question about bodywork. Oh. What kind of bodywork? Steve's on one of those. What have you been drinking? Nothing. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay, what did you drink last night? Well, just a nothing. Goodbye. Bedlam, we love it. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Lots of calls. Let's get to them right now. All righty. We're talking to Dave from Toronto. Or is Toronto? Toronto. If you, if you get to the border, it's Toronto. Uh, Dave's got a question about bodywork and rustproofing. Go ahead, David. Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, yeah, um, I'm planning of a, uh, later this uh, year, maybe in around August, changing the uh, rocker panels and the dog leg area of my uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. And the issue is, uh, um, if I do the rust proofing before, like right now, is that going? Is that material that you use is it going to uh, interact or be a problem for the body man when he's uh, putting back these new panels? Yeah, he would. He would actually have to remove it because when they when they replace the panels, they're going to have to cut to get them in there, and they're going to be welded. Uh, they're going to have to be painted. Uh, so he would use what they call a, a prep solvent to be able to do that process. Uh, what what type of vehicle do you have, Dave? It's a Dodge Caravan. And what year? Uh, 07. 07. And so you plan on keeping this for a uh, while? Yes, yes. Oh. I, keep them till, I keep these vehicles until they, they run like 400,000 kilometers. Okay. So, yeah, so if, if you're going to do it, because that's, that's not a cheap repair, um, so if you're going to put the money into it, I, I wouldn't do any of the rust protection until after you've had the body work done. Okay. Um, and, well, and if you have any other rust to be removed 
because uh, what will happen is that most body shops won't give you a rust warranty on it. Uh, yeah. they, they may give you six months to a year uh, on rust repairs. Um, and what we would probably do is invite you to come in. We'd want to put your vehicle up on a hoist and take a look at it for you for a vehicle that's that old. Because my guess is you'll have some surface rust underneath. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Dave should bring the vehicle in before he actually gets the other body work done. What do you think? Yeah, we can give you an assessment on that as well, if you like. But I, I, I definitely wouldn't spray it until after your... So can I ask this question? Oh, of course. What about, let's say, if I have to do some body work maybe two years down the line and, and I've already had two uh, yearly, yearly uh, rust-proofing coatings? You, you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be fine with that. If, if, if something comes up after that point, then they just go through their proper prep procedure. And, and you know what we'll do to help you out, Dave? Once you get the work done, um, we'll, uh, we'll give you uh, our number off air, uh, and then I'll have you, we'll look after that first spray for you. Help oh, you protect okay. that vehicle. That's a free one. Is oh, that yeah. a free one? That's a free one. That's Woo-hoo! 555 1212. <laughs> Call me anytime. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and Dave, do you want to go to the auto auction? Sure, I do. All right. Well, you hang on the line, and uh, Sebastian will take your name and phone number, and we'll prep the tickets for you. And you go to the auction to the will call desk, and they'll be there waiting for uh, you. Thank you very much okay. on that. And one hint you should know that vehicle has what the anti lock brake computer is mounted under the floorboards. Uh, just behind the engine on the driver's side. Bad area. It tends to actually corrode, and the pipes will actually do, will be um, will damage. So when they're spraying it, show that to them, and they'll the crown guys will know anyways. They liberally spray that area so that computer stays alive. Okay. Thanks for getting that out. All right. Take care, Dave. Okay. Good stuff. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Actually, Trevor, I got a question for you. We, you know, we're, do, we're into air conditioning season right now, or usually it's the lack of air conditioning. Um, a lot of manufacturers use aluminum pipes to run down to the rear evaporator unit. Um, can, is there any way that we can stop these from rusting away? Uh, you can reduce it. Stopping it is pretty difficult because when they run aluminum, uh-huh. usually they've got another type of metal attached to it, fastened right. to it somewhere, mm-hmm. even, even the, the screws that go into it. And because you've got dissimilar metals, you'll get rust or corrosion that'll start to form at that point. Uh, you can reduce it, though, by getting it sprayed. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the auto industry, that's pretty common. Uh, but it's much more frequent in the trucking industry. I kind of wonder, because if you look, you, the lines are bare metal. Like, w- would it not be any advantage if they actually painted them? Yeah. So they, they have all different types of, of whether they powder coat it. With aluminum, generally, they'll powder coat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't put a traditional, uh, like, uh, a coating on, like, a, a rubberized, because it just doesn't adhere as well. Okay. But, but they do generally powder coat it. Uh, but it'll only last for so long, right? Over over time, and they're not... Well, right, and the other part of the issue is is where they usually come out is right behind the rear wheel. So you're constantly getting the kick up of, of sand and salt that yeah. would take anything off of that anyways. Exactly. Just just a very poor design. Hmm. Yeah, it is. And the, even if now I saw sometimes they put in plastic clips to hold this together so there's no electrolysis. That's right. But it's a little bit too late. Yeah, you, you have to create something that's sacrificial, right? So sometimes what they'll do is they'll put a, a rubber gasketing or something between, mm-hmm. and, and it'll stay there for a while, but what happens is over time you get dirt and salt. And yes, we have the same, exactly. Right. We have the same thing with a lot of Japanese cars with their yeah. fuel and brake lines, yeah. where that protective coating or that protective cover, uh, which in theory you'd think would work fine, um, works the opposite. It traps the water and salt, and then you just can't get in there. Do you ever suggest that people take those off? 
Uh, that, that that's a tough one because the um, when you come in and you take say a say a Honda Civic that's right. got the the gasketing around the wheel well area, right? right and right, you right, know right. it collects stuff in there. If if people do a good job of cleaning, mm-hmm. it's it's fine to keep it on. Right. If you're not going to clean it, you may be better off removing it. You're you're absolutely right. I love when people say, "I hope it rains today" because I really need a car wash. Because that's how often they go, eh? Seriously. Once in the summer, not that often in the winter. (laughs) Alrighty, when we come back, we're going to talk about a conversation I had with a fellow named Jim who has a Toyota Tundra with a chassis that's fallen out. Uh, We sort of talked about it uh, a couple of days ago. I did some research and I have some news for you. So uh, can you come back? We'll be talking about that and getting back to your calls. I apologize for holding those folks. And for the entire hour, you get a chance to win tickets for the uh, car auction. And Trevor from Crown has some gifts for you as well, surprises. So give us a call. You could qualify and uh, win. And Al will be changing shirts with Dave halfway through the show so they match up completely. Can you, give me a, can you help me with my zipper here? Uh, Dave can do that during your break. It's time to change underwear. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> Commando. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Al has officially changed his shirt over to Dave's. No, he didn't. He so turned now, his shirt around. I'm so swimming. I'm up. swimming. There's too much material here. Rust-proofing questions. He's the guy to ask them okay. and uh, give you some answers for it, too. Here's Dave. I got a call earlier this week from a fellow named Jim. Uh, he's driving an 05 Tacoma, and there was a recall here in Canada to service the chassis on these vehicles. Now, it's not just Tacoma. It's all the vehicles that use this chassis, which is Sequoia and all the others that they do. So what happened was, now it's a couple of years later, and the, the guy took it in for a brake job, and the mechanic refuses to work on the truck because it's so unsafe. So I dug around, and on July the 17th of 2017, Toyota Motors of America has a major recall on these chassis. Do we have anything like that here? Uh, we we do. Um, this one that happened in the States wasn't just with Toyota. Uh, Kia went through it. Hyundai went through it. Ford went through it. And all of them were very similar in that they were all in the so-called salt belt region right. of, of the Northeast U.S. So 24 of the states up there. We had a similar thing up here with GMs where they, uh, what started from brand new vehicles, where they were having their frame coating actually peeling off inside of six months. Wow. Right? And you, so you mentioned frame coating. I was never thought they actually did coat them. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you look at a vehicle, even even that's brand new, and there's rust. And I just thought, well, those those panels are so thick, they just don't worry about it. But they're actually, they do get coated? Right, and they were doing it to try to prevent exactly what you were <laughs> talking about. So so it used to be that they would just paint the frames. When they, when they, when they dipped them, they had an, an mm-hmm. etching solution, they paint them, and that's the way they would leave them. Well, in the last probably five, six years, uh, other manufacturers in the automotive industry have looked, we need to do something, particularly in, in certain regions, to... Enhance and of course, none of the manufacturers want to add cost mm-hmm. to the manufacturing yes. process, and that's what this does. Uh, this is now though spurned uh, a bigger issue, where in some case the repairs were between eighteen hundred and twenty-two hundred dollars just to redo the coating because they had to to properly redo it. You have to remove it, prep the surface, the vehicles off the road for a couple of days, reapply it. Uh, so, yeah, what, what Toyota saw is is not uncommon. What I actually saw, Dave, was I've had vehicles in that yeah. were, where they've had to replace the chassis. 
Yes. Well, they've they were, actually that's what done they're it. talking about. It's so yeah. bad they replaced the chassis. But then in an 05 vehicle, isn't there a point in time where they say, hey, bud, you've had this so long, uh, you know, we're out of it? Well, they will. Most manufacturers have a clause in there based on the actual, what the book value of the vehicle would be as to what their repair would be up to. What was interesting about the document you dug up is that the manufacturers have related this to increased environmental issues relating to ah. chlorides being put on the road. So they refer to it as a frame enhancement program, mm. right, to address this specific issue. And and they're not alone in it, not just the automotive industry, the trucking industry, the bus industry. Everybody's dealing with this same issue that we were talking about when Steve asked the question, why is this the best time of year to do it? Well, it's what manufacturers have found out over the last number of years is that the chlorides in the road are attacking the frames. I got to tell you, I, it took me all week this week to get our pool started. And when I put the steps back into the pool, the the bracketing and the and the hardware, I, I was amazed how it was all corroded away. I had to buy new stuff. The, the chlorides in the water of the pool were actually eating away the aluminum, which was supporting the pool deck. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. That's that's why the, the actual coating industry, you know, is is a fifty billion dollar a year industry with things like structures, bridge structures, concrete. Yeah. Like they like even when we we hear stuff about what goes on with the gardener and that, and you you see the the concrete crumbling. But what happens is the rebar inside is actually corroding. And splitting right? the concrete. Yeah. And they've got all kinds of different processes, like chemical processes, that will actually work to draw out mm-hmm. the corrosion through it. It's, it's a chemical treatment. So it, it's a massive industry, and it's also a massive problem. So, so you're saying the preparation etch wasn't working properly. <laughs> okay. Let's quickly yes. go to Roy before we leave this segment. Uh, Roy's on the phone. Roy has a question about CVTs, which is... Yes, I want want to know if the CVTs have progressed to the point where they're more reliable now. Uh, I would think yes. I certainly hope so. Um, the first ones were not very good at all, um, no, and and we're trying to advise people not to buy them. Except right. that there's certain cars now, yeah, you can't get without one. No, no, they're they're all over the place, yeah. and they're very it, expensive to fix. Yeah, you had to replace the whole thing. Exactly. What kind of car were you thinking about getting? I was looking at a Honda. Well, you know, Hondas always stand behind their vehicles, and they've been really good. Um, if you get a Civic now, I think even the Accords with the four cylinders are using the CVTs as well. Um, so the only thing I would suggest is that you, you stick with any kind of maintenance. Okay, check the book. Um, you want to make sure you change the fluids as the manufacturer recommends. Right. Because you don't want to void your warranty. Right, right. All right. And what they do with CVTs is they actually artificially put in a shift point. Because they, we're, sorry, we're so, they, put in, they put in a what? A shift point. You know, we actually, the idea being that the, most of us are comfortable with feeling the transmission. What was that sound again? Yeah, you, you would know what it is. No, it goes, <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. So the idea being that we're all comfortable with cars actually shifting first gear, second gear, third gear. Uh-huh. And so they actually, the Honda CVT has a shift point in it. Is it not just in the radio? Well, that, you know what? They should just put it in the radio. You, wait, you got to hear better than this. <laughs> most cars... <laughs> are tuned through the radio so that they sound properly to your ears. BMW, I have a Cadillac um, X-T5. The radio has a, uh, uh, a noise coming out to cancel the road noise. For, really? those, for those who are listening who may not know, because you guys are mechanics, CVT means? Continually variable transmission. There you go. Out of a snowmobile. <laughs> 
It comes from snowmobile technology. Exactly, and, and go-karts and stuff. Those were the car, the vehicles with low, low horsepower, which it was originally intended for. Yes. How about some tickets for the collector car auction for next week? You for those? I think I'll pass on that. Okay. Can I get a crown uh, package? Uh, we can absolutely send you a crown car care kit. That'd be excellent. Uh, you're most welcome. All right, stay on the line, and the operator will get your information. All righty? Thanks. Have a great day. All, All right, right, super. It's a great day. Any day you wake up, it's a great day. All right, stick around. He had a steak last night. He's really happy. (laughs) Listen, after the break, we've got uh, Edward Rice who's going to be with us. And if you know anybody who's disabled or has an issue with their car and uh, needs help, make sure to tune in. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave has officially taken off his red shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Alan's got a guest who's... um, I guess, what, did, what do you call it? It's him? a longtime customer of mine, a fellow yeah. I know. Actually, also a comedian, too. Oh, okay. But I don't think we're going to do any jokes today. All right, go ahead. All right. With us on the phone right now, I've got Eddie Rice. You know, a lot of people out there, there's a lot of vehicles on the road that are operated by disabled drivers. And I'm sure a good percentage of those are people that are operating these are wheelchair-bound. And to basically maneuver out of the vehicle to fill up their car or van with gas is a real chore. Now, Eddie, someone's come up with a solution. Tell us all about it. Well, thanks for having me on, uh, Alan and Dave. Uh, yeah, my name is Eddie Rice. I've been a, a disability advocate for over 20 years now. And one of the projects we've been working on is how do you get full service at a self-serve gas station? When there's no attendant. Well, there's no attendant. And, and if you go to a, a very small self-serve station, uh, there's only one guy on duty, and they can't expect them to leave the cash register to fill your tank. Right. So what do they do? Well, the, the gasoline industry, uh, if you look on any one of their websites, their current solution is if you need gas, we'll help you, but call and make an appointment, and we'll get back to you with a day, time, and location that you can go to to get service. Now, anybody knows when you need gas, that's not a good solution. No, exactly. You know, you're on a road trip. Uh, I need gas, and, and I've only and the yellow light's on. What do I do? Well, about a year ago, I formed the Canadian Coalition for Mobility Challenge Drivers. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Uh, we have a website, ccmcd.ca. You can get information. I teamed up with a fellow advocate, Louise Russo, and we've done a lot of research, and we found in the United Kingdom, in England, a gentleman invented an app it's been around for two years. Mm-hmm. They're used with uh, Shell gasoline, and they've expanded to another brand of uh, 800 stations in England. It's expanding to uh, Holland and um, Spain this summer. How about Ontario? Well, we have, we're very lucky in Canada. It's, tri- it's on a trial basis right now. It's been only available for about four or five weeks. It's in the GTA area in 30 selected uh, Shell stations. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, from Ajax to Mississauga, up to Newmarket to downtown, um, you can get the app by going to the app store mm-hmm. and put in Fuel Service Limited. That's Fuel Service LTD. You can download the app. It's easy to do, and it's the easiest thing to use. When you need a gas, you click on the icon that says Fuel Service, and then it takes you to another page which says Find Me a Station, and by GPS. It'll locate where you are and where the nearest five or six stations are, according to distance. You click on the station that you want to go to. Uh, You wait about 30 seconds, and they send back a text saying, if you arrive in the next 30 or 60 minutes, we'll fill your tank. 
You drive to the station. You click another uh, icon that says, I have arrived. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, in turn, text you back, say, what pump number are you at? Mm-hmm. They pump number three. You push pump number three. The gentleman comes out. How much gas do you want? Fill her up. Takes your credit card. Tap and go. You never get out of the car. Wow. So it's so easy. Is there a premium? Like, is the app free, first of all? Well, the app is free. Okay. And how it works is that the gas stations pay a very small fee, monthly fee, to be registered on the app. And that fee goes to spinal cord research. So it's a win-win situation. All That's the way great, around. and they, and there's no additional charge for the gas. They're no, not charging it's extra. Any one of the self-serve stations, you pay the same self-serve price. Wow, that's great. And there's how many stations in the city in the GTA right, right now, now? There are 30 stations in the GTA. Okay. And hopefully, uh, if these the the enough people use it, that it becomes worthwhile, they will expand coast to coast. Eddie, if I may add, any station that carries propane is by law required to have two people in the station. One guy that's running the gas bar, and the other guy has to leave and, and fill the propane for people that are running on propane. So that would be a good link for you because there's a lot of stations that do sell propane, and uh, they must have two people in, on staff. Okay. Ed, what's your website again so people can find out more? Okay, the website is ccmcd.ca, and you can email me if you have any questions at info at ccmcd.com. Good idea. I like the idea. Good for you. Well, All right. It, it expands because it's uh, long overdue, and it's certain, I've been using it myself, and it works like a charm. All right, Eddie, thanks for taking time, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. When we get back, Terry Lopson from the Classic Car Auction. We're going to be talking about why and what they're selling. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we have got a ton of information coming up about the Classic Car Auction that's coming up at the International Center. Dave has Terry Lopson on. Not yet, but it's coming on soon. Oh, we're trying to get him. Terry's actually has a band, and he's been playing at Point Peely Park. So uh, that's his side gig. Point Peely, Peely Park. Park. Right. Now, the auction this year is on Jan- June the 1st, and it was usually on in April. But somehow this guy is a wizard because the weather we had in April was so bad. I mean, we had two snowstorms. We had an ice storm and a couple of major windstorms. And uh, so what happens is nobody goes out to buy classic well, cars. Well, besides the fact if I had a classic car, I wouldn't want to be driving it in that weather. No, you wouldn't take it out, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of cars out in the last couple of days. Yeah, Beauties. it's so nice to see them out again. I saw a Corvair last week. <gasps> it really? was a 69 Corvair, yeah. Yellow I just car. wrote an article. If you go to my post on Lincoln, I just wrote a 600-word article. Really? You remember Unsafe at Any Speed? Yes. Yeah, Ralph Nader's book? Yeah. Right? Uh, and I also put in there the Pinto. The Pinto story was... <laughs> they catch fire. Well, they, here's what happened was they, they actually figured out it was cheaper not to fix the car because it had caught fire <laughs> during an accident than it was to to keep the people safe. And it was a real scandal. That's right. Ford. Lee Iacocca wrote about it in his book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they looked at how many people died as opposed to what it would cost. Yeah. If, so if, it, was, it was cheaper to pay for funerals than it would have been to fix the car. According to their calculations, um, well, first off, what happens is in an accident, the filler neck would actually tear off the back of the gas tank, which was the last thing at the, in the car. And the second part of it, they would put the gas tank forward and interrupt with the rear end, and it had uh, installation brackets on it, and they would punch holes in the uh, 
gas tank. So right, and because the taillight was right there. Boom, you got electricity. You got electricity, which would ignite the gasoline, and boom, gone. So they figured if we let the people roast, it's only $49 million in potential lawsuits. But if we fix it, which is 11 bucks a car, it would cost us $114, $114 million. Mm. So they figured for the $54 million, we would. Right? Terry's on the phone. Terry, good morning. How are you? Hello there. Hey, Doing is there well. any, any Pintos coming across the gavel to, uh, the, to next week? Pintos, no. No. <laughs> but there are some interesting cars there. I bet there is. What do you got? Well, we've got a several hundred cars here with uh, some great uh, pre- and uh, post-war cars, some early uh, 1920s and 30s cars, uh-huh. uh, 50s classics uh, from the big three, um, 60s and 70s muscle cars, too, some really great uh Examples of uh, America's finest muscle cars. I saw a beautiful Chevelle convertible that you had on the uh, on your website. Yes, Chevelle's up there. Um, just about everything from the big three that uh, Shelby uh, GT500. Uh, there's a really rare Mercury Cougar and XR7 with the 428 Cobra jet in it. Uh, it's a convertible. One of 37. Um, there's a, Mustang, a Mach 1 Mustang 428. So a lot of big block uh, you know, four-speed cars, that's kind of what people want. And for people who have never been out to the auction, I mean, uh, you, it doesn't cost to register, correct? No, that's included in your admission. You get your auction uh, um, catalog and your yep. bidder's card, and it's free parking, and that's all included in your entrance fee. Yeah. Terry, I see a lot, and I mean a lot, of unreserved vehicles. Is yeah. That, is that because they have that much um, faith in their car it's going to bring the money? Or Well, I think that's what it is. Is You know, the market, what we do is we market to people. We bring the market to them trying to sell your car privately. That's kind of, you know, it gets a little more interaction there with some actual buyers and people that are serious rather yeah. than, you know, tire kickers or um So that's kind of the beauty of the auction. So you've got a lot of people coming from, you know, all walks of life there, too. And uh, they come out for, uh, you know, for the entertainment value as well. It's a lot of fun. Um, But it's a good place to buy a good car. And you can talk to a lot of people, get a great education there before you make a buy. You know, it's funny. There's a car in here, a 54 Meteor Rito. Skyliner, yeah. which is one with a glass top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass right? top. Yeah, it's a Canadian uh, yeah. model. Yeah. And so. I used to, my dad, when he was in the used car business, sold some of those to Chepperman's Wrecking. And if the car oh, ran, yeah. you got $35. If it didn't run, you only got $15. <laughs> so can you imagine what that thing is worth today? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, it's futuristic time, you know. I think, uh, you know, rocket ships and all that, you know appliances were getting streamlined and all the yes. you know the cool 50s colors and stuff like that and this was kind of you know like the big giant sunroof was like wow you know the benefit of a convertible but still have uh yeah something over your head now again for people who have not bought a car at the auction before um you have arrangements or you have people there that can help you transport your car and insure it and everything yeah, we have different uh, um, people that we work with, partners in the business, so they can transport it. They can, uh, you know, help you with insurance. Uh, yeah, you know, land anything, insurance Anything is involved. Land insurance. Anything really involved in, in the industry. Uh, parts, uh, storage, uh, yeah, everything. Transport, uh, detailing, uh, every, books, manuals. Everything's really there for the hobby. All right, and what's um, the website? And just in case people want to look at the cars. Yeah, ccpauctions.com. 
Um, or if you just put in Toronto Classic Car Auction, you'll find it. It'll pop up there, and you get a list of all the cars and uh, and all everything you need to know about the auction itself. And I should add, the folks from Salem are going to be there uh, with, a, mm-hmm. with a whole line of tires for you know 50s, 60s cars. Steve yeah. is going to be there handing out uh, swags. Right on. He has, to, he has to dig it up first. Yeah, it's great. It's, there's there's uh, some for everybody there. There's a few motorcycles, a really cool uh, fiberglass boat from the 50s. It looks like a car. Um, so you get uh, you pick up truck station wagons uh, and up to some late model uh, special interest sports and luxury cars as well. So it really goes almost 100 years of history right there. All right, Terry, we got to get going because the Tigers are waiting and we got hot dogs on the grill. This is Dave's Corner Garage. <laughs> We will day, boys. We'll be back in a minute. Bye-bye. Welcome back. This is the final version. Well, not version. Final version. It's the last part of the show, basically. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know. Good. I need to summer off. It'd be good. (laughs) Mamma mia. That's a spicy meatball. (laughs) All right. We're going to get back to our callers. We've got Dave in Mississauga who's driving a Buick, and he's got a problem with it. Dave, what can we do for you? Hi there. i got two issues. Uh, I just wanted to uh, thank you for the plaid shorts you left at Value Village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling really special. Yeah. And, they're, pre- and they're pre-stretched. <laughs> yes. Send uh, us a picture, please. We want to see it. <laughs> I got a 2002 Buick uh, Regal. I uh, want to keep the car. Uh, the sunroof will retract, but uh, going forward, you sort of have to push the window forward several times to get it to close. Yeah. Any ideas? Uh, are you handy yourself? Yes. Oh, uh, you know what? What I would do is is uh, open the window, like put the glass back all the way, and then yes. you're going to probably see on the chrome strips, if you look down from the top, you'll see some uh, Phillips head screws. Yes. What you want to do is take out the screws and lift up those panels, and you'll okay. see inside a coily wire affair. Okay. Okay. And and what what and those are the drive wires that actually drive the thing they back spin. and forth. And okay. what happens is after a period of time, the lubricant that's in there gets washed yeah. out. Um, WD forty would do it exactly. Yeah, some okay. WD forty and run it back mm-hmm. a few times. If it's if it starts working good for you, I'd actually take it out and probably put in something a little bit thicker, uh, okay. a little bit thicker L- oil. Yeah, thicker is liquid film. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, Rust uh, uh, Crown probably got a product yeah. that'll work. In I there. get the car crowned every year. Is is it possible to get a package also? Oh, for sure. We will absolutely send you one out. I want to keep the car, and I'm thinking of, uh, I'm going to get it repainted. So I want to, uh, should I get it uh, sprayed first, then painted, or uh, Opposite. Yeah, paint paint first, and then spray it. Paint first? Yeah. Because I want to keep the car, yeah. Yeah, and on on the winders, what you put on, um, get get something that preferably is solvent-free, and okay. that won't collect that won't collect the dirt. So yeah. you don't want to go too thick on the on the product. Like if you get something that's waxy, it'll actually okay. collect debris to it. So what we we were using for years was called liquid film. Liquid film. It's actually okay. not. It's lanolin from sheep. I don't know where else lanolin. But everybody's gone digital now. They don't have film. <laughs> and, they, and there's a shortage on sheep if you've looked around the city. But Trevor, you guys actually have a product that you sell in your store, correct? Like in an aerosol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you you can buy it. It's basically sold as as a rust inhibitor, but it's a very good lubricant. That's great. I used to have my Honda. And, Beautiful. And that's that's what we actually produce for a lot of the manufacturers that uh, would apply it in that sort of okay, application. Okay, we've got to run because we're going to talk to... Um, okay, do you want my number? Or, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, just, just call on. on the line and we're going to talk, get it in just a second. Okay. Next, we're going to go to Mike and Markham, who's got a Volvo. Mike, what can we do for you? Hello? Yes, yeah. Mike, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I have a first-time caller. Um, 
uh, would be mechanic, but uh, I'm getting uh, too old for that. But I'm uh, I've got a headlight uh, restoration issue on 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 the uh, uh, on the front of the car. Yeah, they're uh, not all hazy. Yeah. So what's yeah, your it's question? Plastic, it's a plastic lens, and it, the the sun has faded. Yes. And then I went to a de- detailing guy, and uh, he buffed it on the uh, on the outside. Right. And uh, and then we discovered that the fading was also on the inside of the plastic lens. Well, what you're going to have to do now, is, if you want it to get any better, you're going to have to get whole new headlight assemblies. Well, that's what I heard. And then I went on the, on, on the Internet, and I, I found that there was a couple of ambitious mechanics that were actually taking the assembly apart, taking the lens off, and putting a new lens on. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know where you would source the lens from. That's the only issue. Oh, I see. I think, um, yeah, yeah. Cross Canada Auto Parts. Yes. Yes, I, I I did find uh, them, but it didn't have uh, my particular uh, okay. year and model uh, yeah, per se. So uh, the question is, uh, who would I go to to have that assembled if I did find the lens? Alan, if you found if you found the lens, yeah, if I found the lens and I brought it, I, I bought it. Uh, yep. Who who does that kind of work that would be confident you in? Call uh, Alan. Call Alan. Yep. Okay, he'll put, he'll hook you up. What's it's your cool. number, Al? Four one six five six eight eleven seventy two. You sound like Dave. <laughs> no, it's not the right. That's his private That's his, number. Al, what's you call him anytime? <laughs> what's the number for Glen Allen Motors, Al? Four one six 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 five six two three zero. That number once That's again. That's the number to use. Four one six 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 five six two three zero. Use the one I gave you. <laughs> See, okay, and, and anybody who has a Value Village pair of shorts, send them in to Dave and Al because they need some today. Hey, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. You know, Saturday mornings are a real pleasure. I love it. And if you're stuck on the phone, we'll still take your calls. Just hang on till the show ends, and we'll grab the phone. Trevor, thanks for dropping by. What's your website for Crown? Uh, you can reach us at Crown.com. Beautiful. Al, what's your website? Where do I buy those shorts? Start com. 416. (laughs) ValueVillage.com backslash crown. Are those for real? And you cannot reach me. Next weekend, we have Jim Matthews in from Lease Busters, and we'll be live for the Classic Car Auction, so tune in. Have a great weekend, everybody. Say bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Till we meet again. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.